welcome to VG Empire ep- episode uh, one. Twi- I thought we were at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> episode one twenty-seven. Sorry, my my page was refreshing. Uh, this is VG Empire, a somewhat regular-ish-ish uh, video game music podcast. Five years old now, by the way. Started in twenty eleven. Um, the last episodes we did was the four week long rock block mm. SM Tober. That was Shin Megami Tensei, but. This is episode 127, all about Eco and Shadow of the Colossus to celebrate mm. the decades in the making uh, Last Guardian, which is releasing uh, right now as, as of this recording. Really weird. I just looked up some stuff on the Games Press site and just that it goes back to like wow. 08, 09. <laughs> yep. Um, I remember when Last Guardian was announced. Uh, and I, what tri- what music they played? There was some... It was from uh, the... Cohen Brothers. Yeah. Oh my God! What's that movie? Miller's Crossing. Yeah, and it, it was, was uh, we were we were all like Chris and I were working together. I'm Brett, by the way. I'm I am Chris Antista. I'm Dave Rudd. And uh, yeah, we all gathered around because it was the next Team Eco game, and it was like, oh my God, Carter it's, Burwell got it. It was what was called Trico, the man mm-hmm. the man the man eating eagle, uh, or whatever it was called back then. And it was just like this game is going to break my heart. And I know it, <laughs> but it was so yeah. beautiful, and that was like yeah, 2008 or nine. And, and it's one of those that and just Final Fantasy 15 this year. I'm gonna say it elsewhere. Worth the wait. Like mm. it feels really good to have a game that different and that polished. And yeah. In in which one? Uh, both. Oh. But in Last Guardian's case, it's like I, I just I've only played it an hour as of this recording because sure. we're doing this mm. like right when it comes out. Yeah. It, you you can sort of see. Oh, that's why it took so long. This is really complicated. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and all three of these games, Eco, Shadow, and Guardian, are all the same dev team, Team Eco. Um, they've only made those games and the remaster mm-hmm. that came out for <laughs> PS3. So uh, probably need to crank out oh, some I was other a games confused soon. By that. Yeah, but uh, they are known for this type of game. But but they all have this same like dreamlike quality. This fu- sure. this fuzzy aesthetic and. Uh, they all have fake languages. They mm-hmm. all have this like great use of lighting and shadows, the mm-hmm. sense of scale and mystery, and all three of them are great at that. Yeah. And boys yelling at things very far away. Yeah, d- com- it's trying to summon whether it's <laughs> Yorda, the ghost princess, mm-hmm. or uh, your Haas. horse Argo, or whatever the Trico. eagle's Trico's name in uh, Last Guardian. But they're also three games that you could easily tear apart because the controls are not are never great. Yeah. They are always kind of sluggish. There's mm-hmm. always something kind of obviously wrong with all three of them. Camera's a little broken. Yep. This one, all uh, three of them. And when I see people talking today in reviews where they're talking about Last Guardian, I'm like, I think you're just. I think there's just a different lens cast on a game like this. Yes. Whereas yes. I could make a lot of similar complaints. Like Shadow of the Colossus, numerous times mm-hmm. I'm just furious at it yeah. because like this handles like ass, hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not. That's just kind of what you got to take the good with the bad a because no one else is going to make this kind of game yeah. by a mile. It's, so. I remember talking to Rockstar about them, somebody being embarrassed about a horse flying in the air in Red Dead Redemption. It's like, but there's so many things the game does right that nobody notices. Hmm. Yeah. Because when you build a game that big and ambitious that does something nothing else does, yeah. something's going to go wrong in something, that code. And, yeah. I, and I think everybody respects what... Well, Last Guardian, in this instance, does so well in yeah. spite of the, the, the small things that, yep. that don't necessarily matter. And, I, and I'm pissed that I could. Yeah. I'm mad at the camera because I couldn't line up a shot <laughs> for my video still. <laughs> but other than that, it didn't bother me while playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So we'll start. Oh, the song that brought us in was "Castle in the Mist," um, which is from Eco, and I can't remember. I swear this is used in an attract mode in the game. I'm also mm. got a cold, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm normally not this nasally. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, Oh god, it sucks. Oh, um, sure, it's not when he arrives at the Renaissance Fair. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can, hear ye, Team Ico <laughs> will never make another game. We can I was calling this the completion of the Team Ico trilogy, and I hope that's. I, I'm saying that hoping it's not the case. Mm. I they, mean, they should move on to something else. Yeah, I know, but like my prediction, that, uh, right. they're going to do Shadow of the Colossus and Ico. PS4. Yeah, <laughs> I, wa- I really want them to. To <laughs> yeah. be honest, because yeah. I was like, oh, I would love to play. I'm not digging my PS3 out. Yeah, it's yeah. in fact it's here. So, so I've <laughs> pulled multiple hours into both games, but never finished either. Even though uh, I know that was a confession somewhat... I was about to make on the stream. Yeah, yeah. never finished. So, but I, yeah. yeah, I can't. I'm not gonna fish out my PS3 to play it. Mm-hmm. Put it on PS4. I'm sure they will. Yeah, uh, I finished Eco twice and Shadow once, but I think Castle in the Mist plays. I'm downing vitamin C things mm-hmm. too. That's why I'm. That's why I'm gonna sound like this the rest of the show, but. I think that song plays as like an attract mode when if you let it go mm-hmm. to pass the title mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. And it might have been used 
when I first found this game was on a, one of those PlayStation demo discs mm-hmm. in early 2001, like mm-hmm. June or July of 01, and it was just a brief demo. Mm-hmm. And the PS2 was not even a year old at that yeah. point, so it was like huh. it's like six months old. Yeah. And so to play this game where I'm just like wandering around on a, on a demo disc, I'm like, I don't know where anything is. Yeah. Like nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's all ethereal and weird. There's a big windmill, and I can just kind of scamper around. And Which, was that in in the? I feel like it was in the game, but like the solution was different. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But I, yeah, I just remember like knowing like okay, when I, once I get to this windmill, I know what to do. Yeah, and then yeah. I got to a windmill in Ico, and I'm like, oh, this isn't the same solution as in uh-huh. the demo disc. It, it could be, weird. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the whole game is like I said, this dreamy, fuzzy aesthetic. And in 2001, when it, when it came out later that year, it just had this quality to it that like yeah, the the jumping feels a little delayed and sluggish. Uh, when you find Yorda, this kind of ghost wafy princess that's almost translucent uh, in this castle, and you're running around holding her hand. I just love that there's a dedicated hand-holding yeah. button, yeah. and like you're both just in it together and trying to get out of this creepy castle yeah. where you're being attacked by these shadowy figures and you're solving puzzles together, and it just feels like an 80s mystery movie mm-hmm. or, you know, 80s adventure movie or something where there's two people trapped in a... In a and it's done so well where it's it's more ghosty, spiritual, spooky, and not like there's monsters out to get you. It's yeah. just such a different quality. Except there are monsters out to get her. There are monsters out to get her, but they're uh, they're definitely more uh, th- not. There's not a lot of defined lines mm-hmm. in the game. Like yeah. the game is intentionally vague and, and fuzzy, and the enemies have no defined shape. The, really, the atmosphere is the fear of the unknown. Yeah, your like lack of a HUD or direction, and like yeah. you don't know what you're about to step into. And when you hear music, you start sometimes get yeah. scared. And there's a lot of just dead silence because it's just like, yeah. And that's really great. Um, uh, the tale of the game, for what it's worth, is you. The game wakes. You, you get this cutscene where uh, this procession of uh, you know military, you know, soul, you know, not. I was gonna say military, mm-hmm. which they technically are, but knights mm-hmm. uh, marching this kind of coffin up to a up to a castle. You get in there, and a small earthquake, and one of the mm-hmm. coffins falls off, and this boy falls out, and he's got horns on his head, and that's you. And you just end up like you're like, wait, what am I doing in this weird castle? Why why did people drag me up here? Why was I put in this castle? And you just try to slowly make your way out. Not long later, you find Yorda, who again is this like she's really thin. She's got she's almost clear with how ghosty she is, and these shadowy ghost figures are after her. And all you have is like a two by four to <laughs> swing at uh, to swing at them. And you just have this, you develop this genuine attachment because, again, there's that dedicated handhold button yep. where mm-hmm. you're like, and there's such a good yank. like Yeah, you feel it. You can almost feel like when you hold her hand and run too fast, you can see her kind of, ah! Yeah. And it's like, slow down. Mm-hmm. You don't, don't yank people around like that. Come on, man. Um, I mean, I'm still waiting to hold a girl's hand at some point in my life, but <laughs> I imagine it feels a lot like that. Just to pass that test. <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder, Dave. Um, 35 but, years, it'll all be worth it. <laughs> but we'll go into two songs from... Uh, from Eco, and again, this is one of those games where the soundtrack. I did buy this soundtrack in Japan just because, like, I can't not have it, and it is very minimalist. It's very fuzzy and very fitting to the visuals. Um, yeah, the, the this the, the song we open with always makes me think of the Japanese box art, which I yes. think is the current compilation box yeah, art for yeah, PS3. Yeah. But just walking hand in hand through a, a, an abandoned town full of windmills. Yeah, like, and great. then you, yeah, it's just like the, there's no there's no NPCs. There's no. It's just total isolation and lost yep. and that's so fun um the first track is darkness uh, and this is just a good example of, of the dream dreamlike quality of the game i think this is the music that plays when the shadowy enemies kind of mm-hmm. burst up and kind of come after you in yorda um and after that this is strange mm. it's just called heal and it's the music that plays when you're saving your game huh. and this is one of those very very simple tunes mm-hmm. that it didn't hit me when i was playing the game because i beat it and was like that was great and don't remember any songs except castle in the mist and then when a song we'll play mm-hmm. in the next break but upon going back to this game mm-hmm. for a song that will take us out of the whole show mm-hmm. thanks to a, a song i heard later i went back to this and this became when i played it again all the memories of the whole game came rushing back to me wow. and this this song is so simple and it is one of my absolute favorite game songs ever 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 ever, ever. Oh. and it is there's almost nothing to it, but it is so eco and so perfect for the game because you you sit on it's basically like a couch, mm-hmm. and you yeah, save, yeah. and it's just great to have this moment of like, oh god, and you just save, Whew. and this song plays, and again, both of these are pretty minimal, mm-hmm. but uh, if you've played the game, they probably will move you. This is one of the most emotional soundtracks that I've ever experienced in a game. But this is darkness. 
and Heal. Um, the soundtrack was by Michiru Oshima, who worked on Legend of the Gaia, mm-hmm. uh, started on Super NES stuff, but also worked on a lot of movie scores like Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, one of the better uh, 2000s Godzilla's movie, plus uh, Koichi Yamazaki and Mitsukuni Murayama, who are credited as a unit called Pentagon, <laughs> which is not the Lucha Underground wrestler. Okay. Um, but uh, I know you were getting confused. I, I, I wanted to clarify. Want to mention it. <laughs> but uh, again, this is Darkness and Heal from Eco. see there's almost nothing to that happened to me memories come back and i legit get chills when (laughs) i listen to that song i can't stress enough how much that song uh really gets to me it sounds like listening to an awesome japanese game loading in an adjacent room that you can it's it's, i I really i had the same feeling you just described previously and again i can't suggest the uh um, re- HD remaster enough because both of them benefit pretty well from getting a, a. They don't look all that much better. They just run a little cleaner and because uh, they they, they, they have a defined style. Because playing Last Guardian, you can tell you know it wasn't necessarily meant for current gen platforms, sure. but it is it is a style not unlike cell shadedness that will yeah probably last a little longer than the latest yeah. technology. No, four by three eco still looks great yeah. because it, uh, part of the potential downside of the remaster is like well now it's a little mm-hmm. too crisp yeah when part of the you know fun of that was it was a little wasn't so cleanly defined yeah um, but anyway no you'll find that in last guardian i swear yeah. um it's not as not as crisp as you'd like it to be or as you'd expect it to be right. I, i'm totally fine with it though Fair, like i kind of like this but shadow was more where it's like it had a limited color palette mm-hmm. like yeah but not in the way that people like to track that like Gears of War for sure because uh, it's just kind of it's like dreamlike yeah. sort of qualities is that like yeah it's not going to be all like bright and colorful it's yeah. going to be drab can I, can I dump one of my favorite gaming memories mm. I would never recommend ever anybody buying three games at one time <laughs> but I used to at Toys R Us oh, yeah, buy yeah. two get one oh, absolutely. free but it always means you're going to neglect one of the games and the weirdest unholy combo <laughs> for me was Grand Theft Auto 3 yep. Ico and NBA Street 
Three wow. games that are not at all alike, yeah. and I can play in different moods and played thoroughly all of them. Dude. And so I just remember the smell of Toys R Us when I think of that awful box art. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was I was working there that exact fall, and my... With the CGI boy. Mm-hmm. Awful, <laughs> awful boy. Uh, but that, that exact buy two, get one free, that same sale in 01, I got Ace Combat 4, Silent Hill 2, and Spy Hunter. It was very well-timed. I think Dude, I just procured a PS2. They did that every year, yeah. and it was just every, every like November or December, I'm like, oh, I'm going to tear this up. Mm-hmm. I got that basically useless 10% discount working It really there. is. It's like you get a game for $47 instead of 60 Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Jeffrey. <laughs> Um, but Eco has a great ending. Uh, you, you, the whole game. You're trying to get Yorda out of this castle, and there's this queen who's after you. Who you can, you just get this sense that like there's this ancient entity in the castle, and they need like you were probably brought here. I think the game maybe sets up a little bit that like it's you're cursed and you're sent here as like some appeasement to a god or something. Like get this out of our village. Every time there's a horned boy born, we'll take them and put them in this castle. But now there's this ancient again ghost like queen. And but you want to escape with Yorda, and when you finally, like, a big part of the game is like trying to light these two things that will then open a gate, and then you open a gate and get out on this huge bridge, and then you fall, and then you get a cool boss fight. Um, just again, the visualization of everything is done so well, but it gets a pretty satisfying ending where you do escape, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but it's still a mystery because like what happens with you and Yorda is just like oh neat, it, and it's just it, everything about this has such a Miyazaki quality where like Nausicaa or any other movie where it's like yeah there's a male female lead they're not romantically entwined they're just super close and brought together by the circumstances Mm -hmm. it's not about them falling in love or discovering this great connection whatever it's just like no they're just in it together and they'll do anything for each other and that's such a rare thing to have in video games especially Mm -hmm. Um, but two more songs here uh, is called uh, The Gate uh, and I think, and again, I, it's hard to place what song happens when, because the last time I played this, I beat it in 01, and then I think I played through it again in, like, 2010, maybe 2011. It was, like, right before the remaster was announced. And ah. then I beat it again. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I just played through this. Um, but The Gate, and again, it just has this otherworldliness to it. It's not, like, a good song I'm going to want to listen to. It's just so so fitting for the game and I think just when you just play it as to hear it uh, you know in isolation like this it gets across like wow that does sound like nothing else hmm. I, I can't really say oh that sounds like this other game I played like mm-hmm. maybe there's some indie games that kind of go for a similar isolationist vibe but triple A things very rarely and then after that is You Were There which is the ending or credit song I think um, which has lyrics in it and will take a little bit to get through but again such a beautiful ending like you're on a beach and there's a it's it's it gives you a little bit of uh closure but it leaves this mystery open of like well wait a minute what happened to her and what about you you're the, this cursed horn boy like what what why, why were you there and there's just a great uh, great wrap up with this song playing over it you were there um so we'll do the gate and you were there from eco and we'll be back
again, it's not a song I would necessarily like. I'll go buy that album. Yeah. But after this game was over and this song, it's just like, man, what a perfect end. Yeah. I, I just absolutely loved it. Man, I don't know I mean, what you're I talking know, about. Yeah. I've spent my whole life wanting to hear Sade songs sung by Five the Mouse from American <laughs> Tale. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe it's because I, I haven't finished the game, so, you know, what does my opinion matter? But. Uh, that there's it, like it sounds like there's some electric instruments in there like an electric bass and it's like yeah I go yeah the electric weird. the electric bass is a little or whatever that yeah. like that's a little uh, it should sound like Renaissance fair it should yeah. sound like this was performed written and and never played anywhere besides an open field <laughs> uh, those were vocals sung by former Libera member Stephen Garag. It's a man? I'm sure it's a boy, but Libera is a choir Mm. um, directed by Robert Preisman, uh, a South London uh, choir. Given how old this game is, that boy is a man man. now. That boy is definitely a man. Um, But again, like, it's one of those, this and Shadow are both, again, games that they are are more than the sum of their parts Mm. because if if you break down, like, Oh, whatever! How replayable is it? I don't mm. know how replayable I would ever say these are. Uh, how like satisfying are you going of a resolution? Are you going to get to a story? Well, well, almost it's almost all environmentally mm-hmm. told, so mm-hmm. you got to yeah. pay attention. It's not going to hand a story to you. It's. And I think it's a beautiful example of not necessarily for everybody, even yeah. though I would recommend it to everybody. But they're surprisingly complicated games in their simplicity, mm-hmm. yeah. and they only exist because Sony is willing to pay for its own prestige project. Yeah. yeah. And I, I haven't seen Microsoft really at least take that to heart in the like the last Guardian for Christ's sake, yeah. like an 8-year development cycle. Yeah. I haven't seen Microsoft take something like that on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people keep saying 10 years and I'm like this wasn't in, I mean, I'm sure it was in development for 10 years, but mm-hmm. it wasn't announced in 2006. No, so like it I, wasn't, but uh, you know, it was probably I'm sure, probably around there. Oh, I'm sure they were kicking it around for sure. Um, but speaking of that, 2005 there was Shadow go. of the Colossus, which for when it was announced was called, we, we were calling it Wanda and the Colossus. It's scrape is, oh, yeah. it skated into the PS2 right when the gate was closing and the Ye- flight was about to leave. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely a game that they should have made that call to just push it to PS3 yeah. as a launch game um, because PS3 really could have used it. And, and it got murdered, I think, sales-wise. It, thank God, like, word of mouth. Got it out there, and I think it made it into the greatest hits line. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, um, eventually, even though I don't think uh, it sold enough to merit a greatest hits. Yeah, no. Um, but again, like the box art with these games, you're gonna put a big red stripe over a game like this. Yeah, that's weird. It doesn't work. Um, I hate that we're so we're such dorks. I, I, you're right. I can't. I can't cotton to that either. Yeah. I hate the red stripe. Well, I mean, while we're talking about box art, the fact that Last Guardian has reversible box art, but it's just the same cover with nothing on the back. It's like, <laughs> could you have thought of something different? It's just like the game. I guess. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, developed uh, in, by Timiko and released in 2005. Um, again, yeah, tail end of the PS2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Again, it, but it, and it's similarly fuzzy world and all that, but like, the worst part about this is like, yeah, it doesn't handle all that much better. Like the, just the play control of of the character who's uh, Wander. Mm-hmm. Um, put, when Katakana, his name in Japanese is Wanda, which you can turn into Wander. But when you say Wanda and the Colossus, like, well, Wanda's a woman's name in the English, so it sounds like well, who's Wanda? A Wander. Okay, mm-hmm. two thousand five. Uh, and this stars H again, the traveler named Wander, who with his uh, horse. Uh, you s- the game begins entering a forbidden area of land to resurrect a woman named Mono, uh, and then you go across this just insane bridge, this beautiful backdrop, again, just a, a very Studio Ghibli-style environment, uh, and you get inside this castle, and there's a bunch of, like, you know, statues or totems or whatever, and you put this girl on this tablet, and this ancient voice, which is a man and woman's voice kind of talking at the same time, so it's a really cool, weird effect of just dual voices. Mm-hmm. And this voice is compelling you to do things of like, hey, if I can bring her back to life, but you're going to have to break this seal, and then I can give you all this great stuff. It'll it'll be great. <laughs> and then tremendous. And then this world is huge. Monsters are huge. They are huge. Uh, and then as you slay these quote unquote evil beasts to do it, each time you do it, each time you do succeed, you notice that these like black lines fly out of mm-hmm. them and fly into you. You collapse and you wake up and you're back inside yeah. the castle. And not long, you start getting a sense that, like, am I 
doing the right thing? Yeah. Like it, these things don't seem all that evil, and yeah. they usually just seem to be going about their business. And yeah, then you stab them, and then, and then you then stab then them, and a geyser of blood shoots yeah. out, and it's uh, usually have kind of a sad look. As they oh die. yeah, so the game is like really heartbreaking because you have to slowly and methodically kill these giant monsters, the and, last of their kind, and they're all the last thing that there is, and there's just this desolate world that is still really beautiful, but there's nothing in it. Like, there's not, like, a town or other people or anything. It's just huge, empty, beautiful stuff, and then you follow this beam of light on your sword Sword. to the next Colossus, beat them. And the whole game is finding the Colossus, Mm -hmm. figuring out how... Like, because the sense of scale is kind of unmatched. Yes. And any time in a game post-2005 where you're a little person fighting a big thing... Everyone compares mm-hmm. it to this. They like, do, and that's that's one of those things you need to realize. Nobody else has done this. There's no boss that you can scale, and the, while the character reacts to the environment, mm-hmm. you react accordingly, you have to hang on, you have a grab meter. Every time you fight a giant thing, he's defeated with a quick time event. Yeah. Yeah. To this day. Yeah, like Lords of Shadow, Castlevania, mm-hmm. has like three of these things mm-hmm. where they are big, and they want... It's trying to go for this, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it is like filled with quick time stuff. But on like, a design but, level, I'm yeah. like playing Last Guardians. Like yeah. this thing just moves around on its own accord, yeah. and I can grab onto it any time. It'll jump on a ledge and always know where I am and put its feet in, in an area where I'm not. Like just the ability to to code that AI is something yeah. I don't think we give enough credit to, yeah. I, and I don't know enough about it yeah. uh, to, to to be honest. But like it is, it is a marvel, and there's a reason why no one's bothered to do it again. It's too expensive. Yep. And uh, yeah, the, and then the sense of when you first see this Colossus, and you're, you all you do is like, how, what, yeah. how am I supposed to do? And the first one you fight seems impossible because yeah. it's that big, and it's like, this is like the shortest one in the game. Almost, yeah. it's not, but um, it's just you literally do like from the ankles up, hmm. scale these yeah. things and figure out how to climb them, or sometimes use the environment to knock them down or to get higher than them, and. Everything about that, the, the music, the dreamlike quality of the visuals, and then just this sadness as the music is, is, is going up and up and up. And then you can you start stabbing them in their weak point, yeah. and this blood is shooting out, and you can tell, like, I feel terrible. Hmm. Yeah. Um, like, I, I felt that immediately with, yeah. with yeah. the first two. I mean, two it's a really sad thing. game. It mm. can only be in yeah. Adam Sandler's saddest movie. Oh. <laughs> Rain over me. About that. Oh wow. Yeah, yes. very weird Mike Binder movie. Shut up, shut! I gotta kill these big masters. <laughs> Symbolize dying. Yeah. Press square to hold on. Oh, your meter's running low. <laughs> Have uh, some Popeyes and fill your meter. <laughs> uh, but what the uh, 2005 soundtrack by Ko Otani, uh, who worked bizarrely on PS1 shooter Philosoma, and I swear I'm the, ah. I'm the only person on earth to say that name again. Yeah. Also worked on Sengoku Basara 3, hey. a lot of anime, and another Godzilla alum here who scored Giant Monsters All Out Attack, mm-hmm. uh, which is from the same era as against Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, they got the monsters experience. Why not put it in this? Yeah, why not? They know how to score big monsters. Um, but we'll go into two songs, and this is, I believe, the first time you encounter a Colossus. There's mm-hmm. three layers of music here. There's Usually there's, like, nothing as you're walking around for the most part, I think. It's mm-hmm. just silent. Mm-hmm. And then when you spot the Colossus, a song plays. And then when you engage them, a song plays. And then, like, when you shift the momentum of the fight or you start climbing them, the song changes again. And uh, this song is called The Opened Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, just incredible song that really gets the sense of fighting a giant monster and trying to, like, scale a living thing mm-hmm. while it's, like, trying to buck you off and... Uh, just the perfect sense of challenge and triumph comes from this song. And then that will segue into the song End of Battle, which is a come down because you've beat the Colossus. But it immediately has like a sad quality to it where you're like, oh, this is definitely bittersweet. And I, you even just through cues in the song, you're like, I think that was mm-hmm. the wrong thing to do. <laughs> and then you now get sent out to do it all over again. And almost every Colossus has its own theme, I think. I I can't remember if some repeat. I'm sure some do, but there's always some new thing to to discover. Um, but yeah, we'll go uh, into two songs: the opened way and the end of the battle.
you done. You, mm-hmm. Now, you, boy, you done it. Uh-uh. And I love how when it fades to black, it's almost he's <laughs> passing out. So you get a good like almost an eyelid closing sensation of like you're blacking out. And uh, but yeah, those those two that the open way is like one of the coolest boss fight musics of all. And I usually am like not that into orchestrated game yeah. music. I like gamey game music, mm-hmm. but that is just I you can't, you can't mess with that. If I can nerd out, sorry everybody. What that sounds like in the beginning mm-hmm. is Dr. Orpheus from Venture Brothers making an incantation. Mm. Dead, dead, dead. More ugliness! Mm. Watch the Venture Brothers, people. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, again, like, and then so you, the first one you fight is kind of humanoid. He's got two arms, two legs. You climb, he's got some vague, like, almost like a giant furry ogre mm. or yeah. Sasquatch thing or something like that. And then. They get weirder and weirder. Like the second one is four legs, and you've got to climb on top of it. And then you fight one that goes underwater. And then you fight one that has giant wings, like a giant eagle. Yeah. And then there's a crazy one. Uh, we'll play a song from it uh, in a second. That's like the longest thing in the game to scale. Like it's the longest. Like if you stood them all on their tail to head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just flying around this desert, like almost like a Panzer Dragoon. Enemy mm. that's just kind of floating around, not really bothering anybody, and you just you come up on your horse and you're like, "What am I supposed to do?" <laughs> um, it's just so and that's the the sense of discoveries. Every time you find a new one, you're like, "Every time, what? How on earth?" And that's the game. Like that's why it can sustain no quests, no side, no side missions, no anything. There's no collectibles. It's yeah. just go find them and stop them. Um, there's no game loop. You go fight them and you come back, and then when you've done it 13 times. Mm. Like that's it. The game's over, but this is going to take you a long time because mm-hmm. uh, you got to systematically take them out. We'll do uh, three more songs here from Sally Colossus, uh, Revived Power, and I think this is the third Colossus, which is the first one where I was just like, I'm like, this is incredible. Like mm-hmm. th- it went from like I'm already down with Eco. Mm-hmm. I was gonna buy. I'm already probably gonna be a fan of this, and the third one, which is kind of there was a poster I think in maybe EGM or something mm-hmm. that's like. I think for the most part, he's the tallest one that you ever see mm-hmm. just head to toe, maybe. He has a giant sword for an arm, mm-hmm. and like he swings down real slow, busts his sword into the ground. You have to run up the sword. And not in a mm-hmm. Metal Gear Revengeance cutscene that you're not <laughs> no, controlling. You're you actually to, doing everything. You have to do it yourself mm-hmm. and run up his arm, and then, yeah, you have his you know, stamina and grab meter, and like everything about it is just like you you get that complete satisfaction of i am taking this thing down mm-hmm. like it's it's just it's kind of incomparable like and i love monster hunter mm-hmm. but not until 4 did you get the right on their back thing yeah. uh which is not the same and even then is a cutscene Qu- triggered cut- event yeah it's a cutscene triggered event and yet these criteria have to be met mm-hmm. dragon's dog will let you run up and just grab things mm-hmm. and that's cool but they're not that big they're, they're like Ma- they're they're large, but they're not this huge. Uh, and the third one, when you walk up, you're like, you're kidding. Hmm. This thing is this thing almost doesn't even fit in the TV. Like it's you have to <laughs> even if I pan the camera all the way up, I can barely see the top of this thing. Uh, but the song that plays, I just remember hearing this song, and again, like we all revolt against the word epic, but there is no better word uh, than revive power fighting this monster, yeah. this colossus. After that is counterattack. Which plays during the aforementioned uh, one that's flying around the desert, and it's called Phalanx, or Phalanx. I don't really know how you pronounce that. The you know the Super Nintendo game with the guy playing a banjo. On <laughs> that's the one. Uh, it's important to note. Uh, yeah, again, that there's there's three different versions of the of a song. There's like the I see it, I'm engaging with it, and I'm actually up in its business version. And uh, Cut Counterattack is the like I think you have jumped on this things like rudders that are in, dipping into the sand and are climbing it. And after that, we'll go way on the other side of things and play the Sunlit Earth. I don't remember where this plays in the game, but it's really pretty and not like the rest of the music we've heard. It's like right in between Eco and Shadows' mm-hmm. music styles because Eco is very ambient and not all that like you can't hum it other than that f- save song. Uh, but. It's somewhere in between. So Revive Power, Counterattack, and the Sunlit Earth.
Yeah, the range of all that is so. And it's again, it's just music that I don't hear in other games. I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, to, yeah, to me, it sounds like a giant anime battle. Yeah, I, well, the first I, two at least. I hear uh, Nausicaa yeah. uh, battle music, and I don't. I wish I had a better way to differentiate that the musical terminology, which I lack, admittedly. <laughs> but I think it separates it from those stupid westernized game scores of just this this you know James Horner bombast. Mm. I don't know. Japanese orchestration sounds different to me. Yeah. I hear Final Fantasy and Miyazaki. I don't hear mm. Dark Knight and, yeah. and uh, all, the, all the other stuff that's kind of cliched or, or yes, a somber, slow cover of a popular song, <laughs> marketing a trailer. Yeah, um, the, yeah. I, I mean, I think maybe just to like show the difference in scale between Ico and Shadow of the Colossus, like they both are mostly punctuated by silence, and then you have yeah. like some music. But in Ico, all it has to be is a very simple song. But this yeah. is like. Yeah, when you go from hearing nothing to these major songs, it kind of helps to convey how giant these things are that you're uh, fighting. Yeah, and I just think they absolutely nailed it. And the only real criticism of the game that kind of anyone had, uh, like, because the music scores everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. The problem is, like, you can tell this game pushes the PS2 Mm -hmm. to its absolute maximum. Um, Just everything that it's trying to do, Mm -hmm. I don't think if they gave him another year to refine it more mm-hmm. and more and more, like, I don't think they could have improved it anymore. Mm. And that's why I really wish, it's like, look, it's already been four years. Mm-hmm. Knowing now that they're willing to delay Last Guardian yeah, for yeah. eight, it's like, I really wish you would have just... And, and eventually, oh, this was a PS3 launch With game. online multiplayer. Oh, we gotta have that gotta multiplayer, have the multiplayer. Uh, And customize <laughs> skins. And Mountain Dew uh, codes. I gotta customize have those. my loadouts. I need that Secretariat tie-in DLC. <laughs> Do you want a sword or a horse or both? <laughs> but... I could help. When it finally did come out on PS3, the collection, it was great to finally play this yeah. game in like a clean. A, the frame rate was the biggest issue. Like it's yeah. fine running around, but when you get hot and heavy with mm-hmm. Colossus's colossi, mm-hmm. especially ones that go underwater, it's mm-hmm. just like this is like ten frames a second, mm-hmm. man, and it looks pretty bad, and that sucks because the visuals and the music working together are. It's just like this is one of those things where. The concept of video game is really pushed to its maximum, Mm -hmm. for me at least, where it's like, it's not going to tell you a story with words, it's not really going to have cutscenes and have English dialogue or even any language you can understand all that much, and even with the subtitles that kind of tell you what's sometimes what's going on, Mm -hmm. you could take them out and I'd still be able to infer, oh, that voice is telling him to do this, Mm -hmm. he doesn't see, like, he never really talks, and then just the actions on screen explain what's going on more or less, but it does have a cool tie-in where... When the game finally ends and you break the last seal, big surprise, you shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And this evil played this game. <laughs> yeah, this evil spirit uh, who's been sealed away in this whole forgotten area kind of takes over, I think it's your body? Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one. But basically, all these knights show up to stop you, and he kind of like throws a sword in this magic whatever, and there's a ex- magic explosion or whatever. But uh, it basically culminates in... Uh, the girl you've awakened is reborn, mm-hmm. and then she's like on the to- very top of the castle, which is an area that you just. You, man, I wish I could remember this more clearly. I think it's there the whole time, and you, but you only see it in the ending. Maybe I can't remember, but basically, Wander is a character, and this is a mild spoiler. But like these, the plot of these is not the point at all. It's mm-hmm. the journey and the adventure and what you fill in the blanks with. Uh, but when you get up there, your character who got possessed in the end fused with the ancient demon thing I forget his name Dominion or Dominoes or something mm-hmm. like that uh, and then she's up in, on the top and where it looks like you got banished or whatever there's now a infant baby with two horns mm-hmm. which is kind of setting up in some way a connection to Eco. and that, this game is theorized or even kind of you know uh, by Team Eco s- agreeing that there is a connection without explicitly saying this is a prequel. Hmm. But it does suggest this sets up that ritual of, oh, this horned baby (laughs) is actually kind of housing that ancient demon. And so anytime a baby with horns is born, we got to send them off to some, you know, sealed up castle somewhere, suggesting that that's where this legend begins, that then you pick up an eco. And I don't know where Last Guardian fits in, if it's going to have any ties by the time you're finished with it or not. It would be really cool to find out if this somehow is now post-Eco with some vague connection. But I, I can't imagine they would bother at this point because it's been so long. But that's the show. Uh, v- Last Guardian. Yes. VGEmpire.com. You can find all our episodes there. Um, 
can also watch sub- our playthrough on YouTube. Ah, yes, we'll have live streamed it on our twitch.tv slash laser time. But more importantly, you can go to our YouTube channel. We've done all kinds of fun stuff. I did an article, a video about the Final Fantasy logos yeah. and what they all mean. Um, you can find that on our YouTube channel. We've played numerous games there. And you can go to vgempire.com for the full list of episodes. There's 125, six of them. Nice. Uh, plus two album of the year episodes last year, uh, Undertale, and the year before that, DKC Tropical Freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeps us in business and keeps other shows like 302010 on the fake air. Talking Simpsons. <laughs> Talking Simpsons. As well, as well as Laser Time, the show that started the whole mm-hmm. stupid network. But it's really fun and lots of fun Christmas stuff this year, as well as uh, exclusively for patrons. Uh, you can find that again at patreon.com slash laser time. Thanks, guys. Uh, Patreon is also the home of Cheap Podcast, the pro wrestling podcast that I have no idea how I can possibly tie it into these <laughs> games, so I'm not gonna. Well, I mean... Andre the Giant. Colossus. Ah, yes. Uh, okay, He's well... He's the human Colossus. Uh, Adam Sandler played the game yeah. in Reign on Me, Roman Reigns. That's Roman Reigns over me? Yeah. Oh, my go. goodness. This that. better be the he end of the episode. He also co-starred with uh, Big Show in hey, Waterboy. So there you go. There you go. See, there's always... There's, right. There is... Whenever there's you always, think there's no connection to wrestling... Wrestling finds a way. Believe me. There is. <laughs> uh, but we'll go out. So this is a, a slight personal choice of what we're going out with. This is an overclocked remix song. Uh, and it's called Save Me by Super Green X. And this is one of those songs that... It's a dance remix, like you'd uh, you know, like the you'd imagine it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I absolutely adore. This is the song that when I downloaded it, when I saw it come up in like 2003 or four on Overclock, because I was going every day. OCRemix.org, great guys over there. Um, they, I listened to this song and I was like, Eco, what music? <laughs> like I remember the opening and closing, but what other music? And I remember listening to the song and. It's just upbeat dance music that, but because it's it, it has this piano in it, there's a little bit of sadness to it, a little mm-hmm. little like tinge of like, oh yeah. When I heard this, I was like, oh my god, I remember the save music because that's what it is. It's a remix of that ah. heel saving song, and I was like, a whole. It just it, like I flew backwards in time. Granted, only two years <laughs> at that point, but when you're 22 and 23, uh, time still has not totally uh, <laughs> done what it does in your 30s, but. I absolutely love what the artist here, Super Green X, did with a very innocuous piece of music from the game to then turn into a five-minute dance song that I don't find... uh, I have a high tolerance for this stuff, but I also just don't think it's... I feel like it goes places. I feel like it it moves. It doesn't just give you this relentless beat over and over again. I feel like it... If Ico... If Ico had to have a dance song, I'm glad it was this one. Um, but I listened to this a lot, especially when I was like down or upset or going through like a needless personal drama. I would listen to the song in my car or whatever, and I just really leaned on this song a lot. And Eco and Heal and all those songs, and it, I find this song really beautiful. So we'll go out with this again, OCRemix.org. So Save Me by Super Green X.